Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? Fine, fine, and yourself, Padre. Oh, man, you know, things have always happened around this house. I believe I told you, you know, we do have a new addition in the in the Padre household here. Oh, yes. Yes, it's a dog. Okay, my son fell in love with a dog. He could not say no. She's as cute as can be. She is a golden doodle. <laughs> so you know what that means, man. Oh, yeah. They're oh, yeah. big. She's like seven months, and she's pushing 50 pounds. Right, yeah. right. And a guy my height, that's a horse. <laughs> you could ride that thing, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but she is cute as a button, but I'll tell you what. She can be a handful. All right. I try to take <laughs> her on a walk. She very well. I'm training her real well how to walk, you know. But when she sees another dog, it's playtime, and she wants to get it going. And she's, I mean... I tell my wife, don't you dare take her for a walk because she'll be dragging you. <laughs> Literally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially hey. if it sees another dog. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no doubt. Boom, she's gone. Hey, yeah. uh, how was your Thanksgiving anyway? Wonderful. Good, it's probably, probably one of the best ones ever. There weren't a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a, a small grouping. My daughter Carrie was there and... Um, and uh, uh, Derek, my uh, my uh, nephew and his wife, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was just a real quaint mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, how about you? Oh yeah, ours was a small one too, about twenty six people. I was gonna say you're a Mexican family. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally it's in the thirties, but this time it was a little on the small side because we live so far away from everybody, so we only had about twenty six. Yeah, I uh, I saw them all lined up at the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't make it in time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so funny because there's this one kid, he doesn't like any food except McDonald's. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. they end up getting McDonald's for the kid. Well, then the other kids go, hey, we want McDonald's too. Uh. <laughs> so that kind of helped out actually because then there was uh more seating we didn't have to seat the kids outside it was beautiful up here it was about 68 which is wow which yeah which in no rain which is kind of unusual for up here so i put uh tv out on the patio so we're watching the football game out there and i put free birds uh in the um living room so the kids could watch that or do whatever they want you know it was a it was a great day and then what happened is since everybody was traveling, nobody took any leftover. So, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, when we cook, we cook big. So we got a ton of leftovers. So what I did is I made my world-renowned shepherd's pie, but I used all the stuff that was left over from Thanksgiving. Oh, man. See, yeah. I've got a, I have a meat grinder, so I grind turkey and ham together about two pounds oh really yeah and then we had all the stuffing so then i put the stuffing in there i had uh, frozen vegetables i sauteed those put them in there about i'd say a cup of uh, vegetable broth 
and then had all these mashed potatoes. So then I reheated them, put them up on top, cheddar cheese in the oven. Everybody loved it. How cool. Oh, it was delish, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're, we're Debbie, Debbie's making shepherd's pie for uh, kind oh. of pre-Christmas out here. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's the best way to do it. Oh, the other thing is it was my birthday as well. That's right. That's right. That is right. The big mm-hmm. 69, buddy. I, I do. When I saw that, um, and you got my little happy birthday. Yes, I birthday. did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, I was shocked. What? The, you thought I was house. older, huh? <laughs> no, I thought you were a lot younger. I mean, obviously, I've I've had a little uh, little probably a rougher life than you have, or maybe maybe a happier life. Yeah, I was going to say a much more fun <laughs> life than I have. Right? But uh, um, no, yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, you look you look great. Well, you know what they say, man. Sixty nine is divine. No, there no, you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then uh, we, you know, we finally got our arrangements for uh, my brother's services. It'll be on the be at the end of December. So you know, we have that going. So yeah, it took a now, long. T- it, are are you burying them up there? No, 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 no. I I'm, I'm doing it at the same cemetery where my mom and my uncle and my grandparents are. And my and by the way. My wife's grandparents are there, too, as well. It's a small uh, cemetery, a Catholic cemetery, and it's tough to get. That's why it took so long to get everything done, because, you know, it's so small. <laughs> or, what, yeah. or what do they say? Everybody's dying to get in there. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I know it, I know. But, um, yeah, so it's a very small cemetery, so uh, I will have him uh, in the mausoleum next, uh, as close as I can to my mom, mom and dad, and, that, and that's not the one in 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 uh, Car- in Carson, is it? No, no, it's in L.A. L.A. Oh, okay, yeah, that's where my family is. Yeah, Carson. Yeah, yeah. L.A. So, uh, well, you know what? I've got to uh, say one thing. Okay. Yes. You know, I I am a guy that uses uh, petroleum jelly on my hands in the, during the winter. <laughs> well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's on my hands, Cotton, okay? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> At least first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the thing is, it's so funny, is I always buy the cheap stuff. I mean, uh, I'm always, you know, hey, give me the generic brand or whatever. Well, this time, my I, I, I told my wife, I says, you know what, why don't you get something? She, she got some, uh, the Vaseline brand, which is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get this thing, and it's a limited edition Vaseline. Okay. All right. And the reason why it is a limited edition is because they have images of people of color on it. And it says, equitable skin care for all. Really? Yeah. What do they think? We're stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, give me a good product at a good price. All right. I don't care who you put on the front of the the front of the package. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at this. This Who thought this? It's got to be a white guy that thought this up. (laughs) <laughs> oh and then right underneath white petroleum skin protection <laughs> no really? i said okay if you really wanted to do something put some uh put some uh, food dye in it and make it brown okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> i'm going where do these people come up with this stuff <laughs> uh, i know it's crazy <laughs> well okay well not quite mm-hmm. christmas yet that'll come up but what I thought would be a great uh, subject would be figuring out 
letting all millennials and all these people know why baby boomers are so screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) About all the stuff that we have gone through as baby Mm -hmm. boomers. Oh, yeah. Historical events. Now, we've gone over historical events when it comes to uh, uh, music, but the historical events that baby boomers are always restless in nature. You know, we always, oh, we have to get here, we have to get there, and always youthful thinking. But there's reasons for that because of what we had lived through. We lived through Mm -hmm. the Cold War with nuclear missiles 90 miles out the the United States coast. And we just kept on, (laughs) we just kept on going. But then again, we only had news at 6 and 11. So, (laughs) so, Uh I mean, so we weren't bombarded with how how close we were to nuclear Armageddon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. Yeah, So, uh, and I think it's a lot has to do with social media about global warming. You know, kids are just, just, I mean, they're losing sleep. I mean, I'm reading reports and kids are losing sleep over it and stuff like that. Probably because of social media, they're being bombarded about this. All right. But let's, let's get, let's get through this because I think it's a very, very interesting that we go through the history, what really made the baby boomers who they are today. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the first thing in 1946, since this is a baby boomer year, guess mm-hmm. what started in 1946? You got me. The Cold War. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. We remember we lived through the Cold War all the way up into the uh, up into the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. All righty. Now we've always heard that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. <laughs> but when that friend is Joseph Stalin. All right, you've got to rethink that uh, <laughs> that, that yeah. quote, okay? <laughs> just, just depends on what side of the fence you're on. <laughs> hey, we should have never been on that side of the fence. You know, yeah. this dude, after taking power in the 1920s, uh, you know, it's always, if you, it depends on what history you, li- you look at. Oh, Russian mm-hmm. history says, well, you know, to purge uh, the Soviet Union of all the bad apples, he uh, killed at least 9 million people. That's what they said. No, that's what they say. That's Russian history. Real yeah. history is more like in the high six, 60 million. Jeez. And they always call it unnatural deaths. <laughs> and, you know, there was five re- there's reasons why the Cold War started. And first of all, there was tensions between the two nations, you know, right after World War II. Did you ever watch that movie, Patton? Oh, yeah. Right? And he's going like, yeah, I could start the war right now. we got soldiers over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so there's that kind of animosity between the two uh, nations. And then, of course, right. it was the ideology, you know, conflict between both the United States and the Soviet Union. Right? I mean, they both had ways of governing, two different ways of governing. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, of course, there was the emergence of the nuclear weapons. Right. And then fear of communism by the United States. Remember the Red Scare? Oh, yeah. All right. So that was big time back then. I mean, it started mm-hmm. back then. So this is what we grew up with, was with the Cold War. Yeah. Remember the evil mm-hmm. empire. I think Ronald Reagan coined that phrase. Oh, yeah. And the eagles were flying. Boy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm going like, who, after looking at that, who would want communism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, who would say, oh, yeah, I want to be communist. <laughs> you know, and okay, how about this one? In, in June or July of 10th, 1946, 
the United States decides to start testing nuclear weapons on the Bikini Islands. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they move out all the inhabitants out of there, right? And they released a ton of rats and goats so they can see what the effects are. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, somebody get your goat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> the rats are thinking, oh, they're taking us out of New York City and taking us here. Oh, look at this. is paradise. <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes a nuclear explosion. Boom. <laughs> uh. oh. Have you ever seen any of those episodes? I do a lot of documentary about, about the atomic uh, bomb. And they, they would take the old ships that they're going to scuttle, right? The old uh, warships from World War II. Mm-hmm. And they would plant them out in the ocean. And in the middle, they would uh, set off a, a nuclear uh, explosion. And they would see how far they can get the ships and how much damage. They would cage <laughs> like live pigs in there. <laughs> oh, golly. I'm going like, oh, man, what are these people thinking of? They were thinking, hey, look, we don't even have to grill them. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to grill them. (laughs) Okay, it's lunchtime. But yeah, and so, now get this. They were testing hydrogen bombs. We hadn't built a hydrogen bomb yet. I mean, as far as one that is capable of being uh, delivered. A hydrogen bomb was 1,000 times more powerful than the bomb used on Hiroshima. Wow. Now, after yeah. a while, they moved the indigenous population back, but they couldn't plant anything because everything was still uh, radioactive, the ground. <laughs> it was okay to live on, but you couldn't eat anything from there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have the Cold War. We have nuclear testing. If you remember, they used to do nuclear testing out in Nevada, and they would have school field trips. With, with, we're on the bleachers, and they would watch the nuclear explosion. Jeez. <laughs> Feel that warm breeze? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's all this ash on me? <laughs> oh, man. I can oh. write my name in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't need a nightlight. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't remember. The, oh, April 15th, 1947. Jackie Robinson joins the Dodgers. There you go. That First is black. big. You know what? That is big. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I say that is because while you and I were living, even as teenagers, or you're not, not you, but me as a teenager, segregation was alive. Yeah. I mean, I am just floored by that. <laughs> yeah. You think about, oh, that's ancient history. No, it isn't. I was alive when it was going on. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable so you know i mean jackie robinson joins the major leagues and mm-hmm. but he still can't eat at a counter in the south even though he won rookie of the year <laughs> unbelievable yeah unbelievable i mean we can't we can't get this oh in 1947 here's something else too chuck yeager breaks the sound barrier oh uh. Now, yeah, yeah, that was big time. Now, they never know if there was anyone who was killed trying to break the sound barrier, but they believe that in um, World War II, when they started getting into turbocharging and jet engines, that they had come close during battle. But what ended up happening was, of course, the plane would disintegrate. That was not a good thing. So it was the X-1 that he flew. Yeah. yeah, You probably saw the movie, uh, The Right Stuff. Yeah, 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 great film. Yeah, that was a great movie. 
great, great movie. And then, uh, of course, 1947. Here's another good one. Blacklisting in Hollywood. That was really? big. Oh, yeah. And it was back in 1947. There were 10 writers and directors that were cited for, uh, for contempt of Congress for refusing to testify before the House Un-American Activities Committee. Wow. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. They still blacklist today in Hollywood, depending on your political beliefs. If oh, you don't yeah. believe the right way, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, June 24th, 1948 to May 12th, 1949, the Berlin, Berlin Airlift, if you remember that. Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, I just said it. <laughs> the, uh, Marshall, the Marshall Plan. Remember then when they were dropping supplies into Berlin because Berlin was uh, in the middle of uh, Russian territory? Because yeah. Because East Germany. Because that's yeah. what started the Cold War. Everybody's withdrawing from Europe, Iran, Africa, except Russia. <laughs> I think we. I think we're going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then there was another one in uh, 1949. NATO was established. You know. Yeah. 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 Because of the fact that they were afraid of what Russia was going to do. In the Soviet Union, you know, the Soviet Union would would come and invade one of the one of the European countries, and so of course they have. If one is invaded, it's like invading us all. So that was that was a big one here. Yeah. All right, and then oh, here we go. Here we go. In 1949, the Soviet Union tests its first atomic bomb. That was wow. big. Yeah, In baby. 49. In 1949. Wow. Now we've already been testing them like galore, but they use spies to. I mean, you know, for instance, Russia can't come up with their own stuff. Okay, so they've <laughs> got to steal it from other people. Kind of like LA steals all their sports team from other cities, <laughs> right? This is what they had done, and they said during the Manhattan Project that there were Russian spies already feeding information to the Russians. But they used spies to get the information from the United States. And then the spies were arrested. They were actually uh, had served time and some were executed for espionage. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember uh, Julius and uh, uh, Edith Rosenberg. Uh, just from, yeah, from yeah. TV. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. June 19th, they were, they were spies executed. In June 19th, 1953, they were spies who were executed during the Cold War. And there's always been questions if that was the right sentence or if the sentence was fair. They worked pretty fast in uh, back then. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know there was there, the appeals. The appeals court didn't work as quick as as good as it does today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. October first. Mm -hmm. We're ready for this one. Uh, yes, and we're still paying for it. October first, nineteen forty nine. China becomes communist. Right after the war, there was a there was a, a civil war between the nationalists and the communists. All right, and during that time, of course, the the once it became communist, the United States suspended any any relations with China until Richard Nixon in the seventies when he opened up the door for China. Really? Yes, sir. Huh? Now get this, okay? We talked about there's there's uh what do they call it the three evil dudes right you got Hitler right I mean who just killed who massively killed people like crazy Stalin who's believed to have killed sixty million 
Right. Then you got Mao Zedong. From 1958 to 1962, the Great Leap Forward policy led to the deaths of over 45 million people. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I want to be communist. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly, Cotton. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what, what happens? January 31st, 1950, Truman orders the construction of the hydrogen bomb. So we've already been testing the hydrogen bomb, but now we need a delivery system. So what do we do? <laughs> Truman says, yeah, let's put it together, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1950, from 1950 to 1954, what, what are we going through? The Korean War. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, they got that new movie called Devotion. I want to see that one about, I guess, uh, the Korean War itself. It looks pretty good. Yeah, but, I yeah. saw that advertised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The death toll, right? And this one and this one kills me because at one time when I was growing up, because, you know, I'm enamored about how countries get into wars. I mean, what led up to it? Because it never happens overnight. You mm -hmm. know, it takes like maybe 10, 15 years, and then eventually we end up getting into a war. The U.S., at one time, it used to say the U.S. had 54,200 deaths. Now, get this. The War Department redid that number to 33,686. Really? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> how, does it, how does it go down? Did we count wrong? <laughs> Did we Took not have computers? How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. About 8,200 missing in action. South Korea, on the other hand, lost about 227,000 people. About 43,000 were uh, missing in action. North Korea, you know, because they don't keep good records over there. They don't know how to count either. So it was either anywhere <laughs> from 215,000 to 350,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. And China, they can't count either. It was either 400,000 to 486,000 that they lost. About wow. 25,000 missing in action in POWs. Probably the, P, the POW said, hey, we, ain't, we don't want to go back. <laughs> just, just keep us here, please. <laughs> but, you know, we get into these conflicts and it's like, man, what, what are we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, in 1954, here's a good one for you. McCarthyism. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Joe McCarthy, you know, and, and people are wondering why baby boomers are the way they are. <laughs> Look at all. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the 60s and it really got bad then. <laughs> yeah. And then that was, you know, the political and it only really it only lasted a year. It only lasted. Really? Yeah. It only lasted a year because it was censured uh, from the from the uh, Senate because of uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he was caught. He was caught uh, not really, uh, shall we say, uh, being kosher on how everything worked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that was that was one thing. So that was it. So excuse, excuse, excuse my cough. Excuse my cough. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's somebody. I think it's my dog. It is your dog. <laughs> OK, hold on. Hey, Cotton, I'm going to put you on hold while I. Uh, Take care of the princess.
The princess is taken care of, so let's get back to the podcast. Hey, Cotton, we have one, another one here. In 1955, Rosa Parks refuses to move to the back of the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was big. It was just a typical evening rush hour, even in Montgomery, Alabama. She was a 42-year-old woman who took a seat, but she wasn't the only one, only African-American that took a seat at the front of the bus. Because she was yeah. a seamstress at Montgomery Fair Department Store. There's a white man who comes in. He can't find any room in the front of the bus in the white section. So he then goes to the driver and he tells the driver, I need a seat. So the driver then instructs her and three other black passengers to get to the back of the bus. But Parks refuses and is arrested. Now, the funny thing is I've seen a uh, documentary on this and they interviewed her and she says, I was just too tired. I was not about to move. I had a long day. I was tired. I was not about to move. But the thing is, that ignited the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. All right. He is known as the mother of the modern day civil rights movement. Yeah. Black leaders from all over came to her defense. And this what really anchored Martin Luther King Jr. as the head of the civil rights movement back then. That was big. And you know what else was big in 1955? What's that? The Brooklyn Dodgers won the World Series. <laughs> hey, <laughs> ah, yeah. against the New York Yankees. Jeez. Yeah, that was that big, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know you would remember that if anybody. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and the winning pitcher, Johnny Padres, went game seven. Wow. Huh? Yeah, I you know I I did everything I could to make sure I got a autographed ball by Johnny Padres. Oh, did you really? Get oh him? yeah. Oh, there's no doubt, man. He's Johnny Padres was the winning pitcher of winning the entire uh, World Series. He was wow. the first one. Game seven against the New York Yankees. But that was big time, buddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Cotton. You know, it's about time we end this one right now. And then uh, what we're going to do is we'll go from 1955, next episode, to 1970. And that's when we really get screwed up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look at us, right? All righty. So next week, 1956 to 1970. All righty? All right. Okay. All right, Cotton, you have a great one, buddy. All right, take it easy. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you this quote from Harry S. Truman. There is nothing new in the world except the history you don't know. Until next time, may God bless. <laughs>